Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. David Patterson, Midwest Muscle P4P Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a vehicle to drive your goals, like what, Desiree? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Oh, yeah. Chocolate ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit chat with Abanta. Hello, Desiree. How are you? Hello. Hello, hello. I am fantastic. I am great. I have a I have a PSA announcement for today before we Uh-oh. before we get started. So I got an email from PayPal. Well, actually, it said service um, at INTL, so it looks like international.paypal.com, and they were telling me that my um, they reviewed my account and that my account has been put on hold or restricted for some reason because I was in some violation and that I needed to uh, log in and fix some kind of data. So I know a lot of us out there have PayPal, using it for one reason or another, shopping, sharing money with families, all of that great stuff. And I'm like, what are they talking about? I this, I mean, the email seemed legit, but the message itself did not seem legit. So I logged in on my computer, not on my phone, and uh, just took a look around, and there was nothing. So I typed in the email address that the message came from, and this is what it came back. It says the email address that um, I received the message from is actually a legit PayPal email address, but it's being used by scammers. So they oh. say, you know, never never respond or reply to emails like that and go directly to the PayPal website and access your account direct. Don't try to use your smartphone or any links to do it. And they said to ensure that emails are really from PayPal, so take notes. They said, check the greeting. We always address you by your first and last name or the business name on your PayPal account. Well, this email said, hello, comma, customer, which is improper grammar anyway, the improper use of the comma. But it said, hello, customer. So it clearly violated the first point of whether or not you have a genuine email from PayPal. It says, if the email, if the email asks for personal information, a PayPal email will never ask you for any of the following bank account numbers, debit and credit card numbers, driver's license, email address, your full name, your password, or any answers to your PayPal account security questions. So these are all the things that PayPal will never ask you for. So if you get an email from someone pretending to be PayPal, first of all, if they don't reach you by your name, that should be your first clue, your full name on your PayPal account. And if they ask for any personal information, that should be your second clue that they're not legit. And they say that if you think you have received a fraudulent email, 
you should forward that email to spoof, S-P-O-O-F, spoof at, P- at paypal.com, and then delete the email. Oh, wow. So okay. that's can my... Can you put that on the page? I can try to put that on the page. Um, but, yeah, I will put that on the uh, P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin and, um, and just share that. So, guys, don't be taken. Don't be taken by the PayPal scammers. Pay attention. Well, protect hey, your information. Hey, I, before you let this one go, I'm not going to let it go. This is the perfect segue for what we have on tap for tonight because – it's it's it, oh it's just so incredibly connected. I'm 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 a little frightened because you know it might seem legit, but it's not. And we had a, a message from Stephanie Barkowitz, and she was asking something very similar. And I think this is like the best way to show it because what seems like a legit deal isn't real. And turning out that a lot of people are losing money, but they're not losing weight. <laughs> they're not getting healthier. They're not really doing much of anything. And it's it's scary that people would abuse the trust and, and the faith that people have in humanity just to line their pockets without doing anything of value uh, with what, what's happening with their personal lives, especially during what would be considered a crisis. Well, not really. It is a crisis. We don't have to say consider. It is a crisis for what they're going through. And it's really scary that, you know, in times of panic and and fear and worry and doubt, it's only increased or worsened because people are saying, hey, this would be a great time to take someone's money because, you know, I'm a little afraid that I don't have a way for a, a steady income. And this might be another way to try that, that hustle is done in a very negative way, and then people are suffering. And, and, and Stephanie was saying, you know, she's done an awful lot with her with her body, and she's transformed her, her mind to change the body. And then it's it's frightening to know that she could be scammed and lose the will and the motivation that she's had going and then have something basically derail her even further with the lack of income as far as taking care of her basic needs so that's the premise for today. Uh, uh, Stephanie, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked it when you did. And I know MJ, well, let me let me go back. Let, let, let me go back on this. This is something that, that needs to be said because people are wondering, well, you know, how do you know the good ones? And I, I can tell you from just being and interacting in the, the natural body building community that there's several people out there. We just got to meet the right ones. And we, Des and I have talked about this in the past, about how to get connected and, and, and inter, interact with people that actually know what's going on. And MJ is one of those people where I met her when she won her show, when she won her pro card back. She was going back for a second time to win. And I also got a chance to work out with her a lot because, you know, I was, I, I'm a road warrior, so I get on the road. And any time I had a chance to to see her work out or interact with them, she was always the real deal. And I respect that and appreciate it. But I know, and I, I was telling the person this morning, you know, I, I love the friends I have because I can brag on them regularly because I know they're legit. 
and they, they, they have respect for themselves, of course they're going to respect everybody else. But they also have a passion to help others. And that's not rare. It's rarely worked upon because we get so buried in our other things, you know, working jobs that we might not relate to. But the people that are passionate about what they do really put their hearts and souls into it. And I know MJ has done I've seen her cry more for her clients than she has for herself winning. And so I just felt that she would be a great example and a great, you know, source of information for anyone who's listening that really has to have a secondary way of getting that fitness regimen, that nutrition regimen, since they no longer have the gym and the people they normally would interact with day to day. So, Dad, I'm going to pass it back to you, and then we can get this show going. All right. Well, I think then now's a good time to uh, bring Melissa Johnson, a.k.a. MJ, online and uh, have Melissa say hello. And uh, I guess Taylor gave, her, gave you a pretty good intro already, but tell our listeners <laughs> a little bit more about yourself. He sure did. Damn, that's awesome. Thank you, Kaylin. That was awesome. Very sweet. I've known them forever, and I just admire the great friendship we've built through the industry, and um, it's been a while since I've been on here, and I'm grateful to be back on. Um, I'm MJ Melissa Johnson. I'm a multi-level drug-free pro. Um, It's been a while since I've competed a couple years, but I have a uh, world title under my belt and figure, and I also competed in CFAC World two times. Uh, I have an extreme passion for fitness and just helping others really more than anything. But um, I just am blessed to be able to share my journey with everybody and help as many people as I can along the way. Fantastic. I know, and, you know, and I just got to ask, so anybody who's uh, been familiar knows we haven't seen you in a while on a stage and are you I mean are you retired for good or are you just just waiting for that time where you're feeling the itch that's a good question because I was actually thinking about coming back this year uh and I was Ah. getting ready to I was getting ready to start prep before all this happened um and my for some reason, like I have, I have kept my body in the most amazing shape off season that I've ever been able to do without even trying. And I didn't even, you know, I was like, okay, I can do this. So I decided to, I picked a show. It was going to be April 18th. It was going to be the OCB, um, the one that they have in DeKalb, Midwest States. And I was going to, I was going to come back and, then all of a sudden, when I switched my brain into prep mode, I was like, mm, something isn't right. <laughs> like, I, I'm not feeling it 100% yet. And if anybody knows me, they know that I don't give anything half. I don't give anything yes. seven, eight. I don't even give anything less than 100%. And I didn't That's feel true. like it was fair to myself to be able to push myself to do it. So. I decided to back out within a week after I announced that I was going to do it. And then all this happened and it was like my, my mind already knew or my gut already knew what was going to happen. And so I just willingly took a step back and just acknowledged everything for what it was and said, I'm not ready yet. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but you know, I can't, I, I will know when the, when is the right time. And, and I still freaking miss it every day. You know, but I can't, I can't say when that's going to happen, but I can't say if it's ever going to happen. You know, I don't, I, it's hard. It's really hard for me to 
grasp at this point because I know what I what I was, what I am, what I'm capable of, but at the same time I'm like I can't force it either. So it's it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I love it. Care. <laughs> yep, and you totally have to respect that. Can I say totally one more time? Totally. Yes, <laughs> I, I yes you sure that. can. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, MJ. You know, I, I'm glad that uh, you've uh, you've been around the business. But one of the things that I love is that you never give people the business. And you know, I, I like I said, I, I get to Des and I get to see a lot of background, you know, the backstory, and that's backstage because you get to see people when they're at their most fragile and most uh, basically they're just that raw person. And somehow mm-hmm. you found a way to keep yourself in check and also balancing the lives of others. And I've always had to applaud that because there's so much going on backstage. There's so many emotions, and there's so much that's going wrong. And I think that's the one thing that people that are in front of the stage don't ever get to see is the collapse. And I mean sometimes total collapse of an athlete. And somehow, some way, you get them to get on stage and no one would ever know. So, you know, just how does that translate from you competing and how did you make that happen where you could basically get into the minds of others and bring them back to a sense of normalcy where they can still be competitors and not just a train wreck on the stage? It's a lot of work before the stage that happens that you develop a really good relationship with your clients, or I do. And, you know, I get to know them on a different level than most people do their clients. And that's why I do what I do for the passion reason. And I let that drive me. I don't, I don't do it for the money. I mean, obviously I don't have a shitload of clients that overwhelm me and I don't want that because I believe in a personal experience with someone. And I think that that's what really makes it for those people because there's a lot of people that will do one show and be done. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you realize either you want to do it or you don't. But you don't work so hard, you know, whether it's 16 weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever, to to, to fail or to get up there and not be your best. And so mm-hmm. I prepare them as time goes on for that moment. And I try to get them ready for what could happen or what, you know, what the potential circumstances are going to be when they get on stage and, you know, let them know that it's never, you can't practice enough for it. And you just have to breathe and kind of like go to a different place almost and become someone else. Fun time where it goes by so fast that you don't even realize it. You're like, wow, I was only up there for five minutes and it's over. And that's why it it can be anticlimactic. You know, it's like, it's over, it's done. All my hard work's over. And, you know, yep. it's just the realization of just, you just got to know that that's what it's about. It's a process. It's about being better every time that you're up there. And, you know, you have to want to do it for yourself more than anything. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and that that is so important. And you always hope that every coach is going to prep their client for that. But, you know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen a lot, and so that kind of begs the question of tonight's show. You know, who's a who's a good coach and who is not? And it's not always so cut and dried. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that baking show? It's called uh, 
bakers versus bakers. And so they bring on, you know, like, say, four chefs, and two of them are professional bakers, and two of them are amateur bakers. And the judges don't know who's who, but based on their style and their, you know, desserts they prepare and blah, 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 they're trying to figure out who's the baker and who's the faker. And and that's kind yeah. of what it is. Who is the baker? Who is the faker? And how do you tell? And I know we've got some listener questions coming in. And Kaylin and I talk about this off and on. You know, how do you know that you've got a good coach? Um, and so let's just spend a little bit of time setting the stage, you know, just based on our experience. And, and it's our opinion, guys. But, you know, based on our collective experience here of knowing coaches, having been coached, being coaches of one sort of another, what makes a good coach? In my opinion, um, you know, not about what degrees you have, what certifications you have. It's about experience. It's about results. Mm -hmm. It's about Mm -hmm. uh, client testimonies, you know, because you can't, you can get a degree in whatever field that you want in anything in life, but you have to be able to apply it. And the most knowledge I've ever learned in my life is from putting it upon myself. It's from being that world champion, having that drive and knowing what it takes to get to the top and never quitting. That was, that was what made me the best coach that I could possibly be because I've been through the most challenging times of my life and oh, brought the best goodness. package to date, you know, and it, for me, it was just a, just a will that I had to succeed. And, you know, it's, it's not about however many client, how many clients somebody has because, or how many followers they have. That doesn't mean you're a good coach or a good person or whatever. Everybody can portray whatever they want. But, mm-hmm. you know, results speak for themselves. And it doesn't even have to be the most ripped bodies or anything like that, but transformations are huge, mental transformation. Somebody that you never thought would ever be capable of doing something did it. And, you know, it's more of a life coach for me kind of thing. As far as the way I coach, it's more of a life coach kind of thing than it is for a physical transformation because your mind has to be in it more than your body does because your mind will do whatever your body will do whatever your mind wants tells it to do. So Correct. it's all about, you know, your perspective. Well, I, I'm, I was, uh, when I, when I was initially brought to this, attention to this, I've been given a lot of examples of people that could actually teach better than they lived. And I, I was just, I was I was kind of on the fence on this one because I've seen very intelligent people, but it's not a passion for them for what their profession was. And I, I hope people understand there's a big, big difference between passion and profession. A lot of people know their jobs, and they know them well. But how well do you translate that into motivating others? And I think that's the dilemma of a lot of people that are into it and, and dealing with certain things in their life and then not really taking care of themselves mentally. And I think MJ just brought that up really good, taking care of themselves mentally. And so you really don't have the passion left over to engage in others in a successful manner because there's plenty of people I know that can really get on stage and mop the floor with a lot of people. But when it came to 
basically teaching that motivational skill internally to others, it doesn't translate as well. And I, and MJ, I love how you brought that up because it's it's such a big part of it. And I think a lot of people miss that because they're so good at their job, they forget to action it. Am, am I making sense? <laughs> yeah, totally, absolutely. And that yep. I feel yep. like I I can be a better coach than for other people than I can be for myself at times. And when I was getting ready to prep for this show, I'm like, am I going to try to do it for myself or by myself, or am I going to get somebody to do it, you know, to help me get there? Because I just didn't want to deal with it. You know, I, I do okay. I do better with someone telling me what to do because I need to focus on my clients, you know, but at the same time I was like, God, I could do it by myself, you know? And so that was another mental struggle that I kind of dealt with, but I feel like I'm able to translate so much better to my clients from what I've experienced myself. And so, you know, you can't, you can't, in my opinion, you can't hire someone. If you want to be the best, you can't hire someone that hasn't been there, you know, or wants to be there, or, you know, you can see that in people. I feel like you should be able to have that, kind of a feeling into someone as to whether or not you feel like they're going to get you. Cause there are a lot of coaches that actually are really, really good coaches and they haven't necessarily won a world title or have that title per se. But so I'm not going to devalue that whatsoever, but I feel like ethic work ethic and all that put into it, it, it translates very far into, you know, your ability as, to bring someone past that mental point of quitting, you know, and you've got to know when to push someone and when to not too, because if someone doesn't want to do something, you don't push them further. That's not the way that it works. You have to know when to step back a little bit and when to help them in their time of need and just work together with them versus push them to do something they don't want to do and they're going to regret it. You know, and that's a good point because there is a fine line to that because you do have to know when not to let your client give up on themselves. And sometimes they do need that little nudge, but not when it gets to the point where it's (laughs) adversarial and it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So that's, and that's, again, another point that a lot of people don't think about. And, you know, when we talk about good coaching, you know, one of the first things that I always go to, too, is, Ask your questions. Ask a lot of questions. And I'm not saying the coach is always or the prospective coach is always going to know the answer, but if they're not willing to find the answer for you or just kind of talk to you in a circle and don't give you an answer, they're probably not the right fit for you. (laughs) Because they should be able to explain to you the whys of everything they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't. Don't accept defensiveness. Don't accept someone to tell you I, just because I told you so because that's a terrible way to approach no things. If you and it's not an it's not an anarchy. It's not you know people are hiring you, and they're hiring you because you're supposed to have the answers. And if you don't have them, you find a way to get them. You ask colleagues. You, yep. And I've never been too proud to do that. I've always asked other coaches if I didn't know the answer to a question. You know, or I I even get other coaches' input to certain things. You know, I have a few that I really respect and I talk to on a regular basis. And if I don't know what I – 
if I haven't dealt with a situation of some kind, then I will reach out to somebody and ask them what they think. And I've had them help me before. And it's, that's what, that's what it's about. You know, you can't be too proud or think that you know everything because there's nobody does in any field. Nope. And there you have it. So, you know, never be too proud to get the right answers in the best interest of your client. So those are just some tips there guys on what, can make a, a decent coach. And I know that we were initially talking about YouTube videos, and we're going to get to that. But <laughs> I guess the long story short is YouTube and Instagram, they can be great motivational resources. And I even have more respect for YouTubers. Um, and I don't know if respect is the right word, but, yeah, I'm going to go with respect over some Instagrammers just because they oh. are legit. They, they are giving – solid info in their video. So there's that. But if you can, I mean, granted, even though we, we're social distancing, you can still get some great guidance from a coach, whether they're right there next to you or not. But we'll get to the YouTube video thing. But before we do that, got some questions here we need to address. This first one is from Leslie. MJ, she wants to know, do you do online coaching? I guess which was kind of the direction I was headed. So there you go. Yes, I do. I do a lot of online coaching. I don't see a lot of people in person anymore. I mean, obviously right now I don't, but I do. Anybody that's local is typical personal training, but uh, normally it's been like a lot of online. So I have a lot of people in different areas of the United States that I work with. So yes, I do. All right, there you go. And so where would they find you, Melissa, if they wanted to find out more about your coaching and the options that you might have for them. I have a website. It's www.customfitbymj.net. And there's my contact information on there. There's client testimonials, there's transformation pictures, and then there's an about me section that they can get to know me a little bit more and an email and phone number on there as well. So they can contact me from there. All right, perfect. So there you guys have it. We'll repeat it again closer to the end of the show um, if you didn't have your pencils out and weren't ready to go. This next question is from James. He's saying, are natural coaches any better than enhanced coaches? Hmm. Thoughts on that I'm biased one? Better? I don't know I if I would that, ever but... use better as a term uh, for that. Yeah. There's no such thing because they're two totally different avenues. Whatever you choose to do is your choice. So the one thing that I do recommend as a, co- as a natural bodybuilder myself is, you know, I mean, I've dealt with people that are enhanced and that's fine, but I don't handle their programming for that stuff. I handle their programming based on what I know about them and their metabolic capacity and all that kind of stuff. But if you're going to hire a coach, and you want to stay natural, you should have a natural coach. Yeah. If you are enhanced and um, if you're enhanced and you want all the information that comes along with the enhanced, like dosage and stuff like that, you probably should hire someone that deals with that. But I don't think it's as important as far as like if your coach is natural and you're enhanced, but if you're natural, I feel like you should have a natural coach because the they know what they're doing 
as far as a natural aspect goes more so than an enhanced coach. So there, no one is better than anybody else, period. It's just what yep. it is. Question, I'm not saying it's, I just, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that question because there's not one that's better than the other. You are going to, when you're coming to terms with a coach and finding someone that you like, it's got to be a relationship-based type connection. You know what I mean? It has to be more than just a natural or enhanced kind of person. I feel like you got to feel your coach out and know if you're going to jive well with them. If you're going to butt heads with them, then it's not going to work out anyways, natural or not. Gotcha. Kalen, thoughts? Yeah, I, I got to jump in on this one. Uh, <laughs> my buddy. But anyway, um, there's a lot of things that we have to factor in. And, and, and you know, I can't imagine working at, uh, well, now you don't really have to say it, but back in the day when you, if you were working at Kmart and you were learning all the disciplines that happen at, at Walmart, they might sound similar, but they're not connected because it's two different jobs. Uh if you're talking about a natural athlete dealing with a natural coach, the one thing that's understood is that that person's walked the walk and they've been through those poop storms that, that only they know how to deal with. They know about getting sick and, and losing muscle at the last minute and still finding a way to look their best on stage. And, and one of the things we have to remember is that, you know, it's, it's a different game. It's a very different game. So when you say, is it better when you, when you start crossing the streams, it makes me think about the old Ghostbusters where there's going to be a lot of damage done. And uh, the first time I saw an enhanced coach teaching a natural athlete, it, it, it didn't go well because the one thing that was always seemed to be set up is that, you know, you'll start out as a natural, but then you're going to start getting on the enhanced because you see all the accolades that come with it because these people are living a life that are different than what you're choosing. And if you make choices, you can't keep crossing the streams and think sooner or later you might be, you know, engaged to cross over as well. If that's something you want to do, like MJ said, that's your choice. But if your basic outlook is to be around your family, to engage with them in a more transparent way, you don't have to hide anything in a natural lifestyle. And, and, and when you're doing that, you're basically transparent in front of everyone. And everything they see is something that you've done, you've worked hard for, and your only support is basically a coach, a good diet, and good information. And so, you know, there's a lot that goes on mentally, and one thing you don't want to start doing is selling yourself short because of uh, adding drugs or thinking about adding drugs because that can inhibit your personal, mental, and physical growth. And it's just not something that I have ever cared to, to be in. And the three times I've seen where an enhanced coach has dealt with their clients, time and time again, they would bring up the fact that they weren't going to really, and I put this in air quotes, win unless they started uh, using uh, some kind of enhancement. So I would rather have a coach that could tell me I can do it and be my absolute best than tell me that, you know, there's always another avenue where you could be better at the risk of your own health, yeah, mentally and physically. So that's what I'd like to add into that. Uh, those are the three instances I've seen it personally, and I haven't need none of them 
uh, ended up well, and we've actually buried one of the people that I'm referring. All right. Well, I mean, I think you both have touched on it really well. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm in both of your camps. I don't know that you can say is one coach better than the other because that's a personal thing. There are good coaches and there are bad coaches. There may be coaches that make decisions that I don't necessarily agree with as far as, you know, the avenues they make available for their clients, but that doesn't mean they don't care. It doesn't mean they're not passionate. It doesn't mean they're not trying to do their, doesn't do their best. It doesn't mean they're not doing all the things a good coach does. They're just not the right coach that I would need for myself or my needs. So I think they're both right. If you are a natty, you want to stay natty, then a natty coach is who you should be with. That's going to be your best um, option. There's no conflict of interest. Um, There's no conflict of viewpoints. And you're most likely going to find somebody that's going to mesh the best with you somewhere out there. Are you going to mesh with every coach, every natural coach? Nope, you probably won't. But when when you both are sailing in the same direction, it makes it easier. It makes it easier. All right, guys. So getting back to our original question from Stephanie. Hey, Kaylin. She's asking this one, Kaylin, direct. Are there any workout videos you recommend on YouTube? I need to start back up again on my goal and all my gyms are closed. And, yes, Stephanie, we feel your woes. So um, she's looking for resources uh, to keep her on track while we are in the social distancing zone, and no gyms are open. There's also kind of a piggyback question from Bella. We want to say welcome to Real Talk, Bella. She's a new listener. Um, She's asking, are there any good videos out there that don't require weights that work, or are we just stuck with people that create their bodies in the gym and are just out there making a certain program without them? So, again, there are two different questions, but both ladies are looking for resources good resources on how they can pursue their fitness goals while there is not a gym available. So, um, Melissa, let's start with you on those thoughts. I mean, and I don't know if, if, well, if you guys even follow any YouTube any YouTubers for fitness. I, I personally well, I don't. I don't follow a lot of YouTube. I don't follow a lot of YouTube, but I am really big on Instagram more so than Facebook now. But Um, I've seen so many people put, you know, their workout videos at home on their Instagram and all that stuff. And, you know, I've been talking to a few people that I respect in the fitness industry, not even in the coaching industry, just fitness, you know, they work Mm -hmm. at gyms or whatever. And they're like, God, I'm so tired of seeing people work. Here's my at home workout, you know? And I was like, well, I'm not going to be that person. So (laughs) I just try to inspire people. And I literally have just gotten back on the bandwagon. I have not even worked out until a couple of days ago, two times in the last two weeks. And obviously my body needed a break because I just needed the refuel, you know, all that process that comes with taking time off, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I took it in stride and I was okay with it. I wasn't beating myself up about it. And I said, the time will come when I want to get back in there. And then all of a sudden I just felt my drive again. And so I just get out there. I have my fun. I put it on my story and that's it. I don't try to sell anything to anybody because that's not what I'm about. But 
in yeah. in order to you know you just got to find people that you that inspire you. It do, you don't have to pay for anything. There's so many people out there that are putting stuff out there that you don't have to pay for anything, honestly. And I, everybody's going to hate me for this that make people pay for stuff, but I'm not that person. So mm-hmm. I just believe that there's so much information out there right now, so many people that are trying to make a quick buck that it's not worth it because there are so many creative ideas you can get from other people. Get on Instagram. That is that is my thing. Like Instagram has so much free information, you will it will blow your mind. YouTube is good too, but I don't I don't follow anybody on YouTube like I do on Instagram. Um, so I feel like, you know, just watch people's stories. Find search fitness hashtag fitness hashtag home workouts. Um, you'll find a lot of stuff that you can do on your own, and you have to build the motivation within yourself. Because if you don't have it within yourself, you're never going to have it. You're never going to find that, that it factor or any – no one's going to motivate you. You have to motivate yourself in the end. Mm-hmm. And you have to want to be fit. You have to want to have um, a drive to get there. And, you, and if you don't, it's okay. You have to accept that. You know, it's just being comfortable with where you're at and what is happening in your life. Everybody's in the same situation right now, seriously. So you have to really just go with the moment, go with your feelings and just find people that you like to follow that are fun to follow. You know, you can't, you can't follow someone that's talking like a robot. And just, in, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I can't even do it. I watch people and I'm like, God, you're so smart, but seriously have some personality. <laughs> You know, I I agree, and and I think the only thing that I have issues with is all the the hustlers out there <clears throat> that really don't have the people's uh, health in mind. They're just out there trying to make a quick buck, like MJ said. Because I didn't have an issue with the home workouts; I never did. <clears throat> it's just people sharing what they're doing, and if I had an issue with whatever they're they're doing, I would I would simply send them a message. I wouldn't send a you know try to rip them to shreds and comment. And I think that's one thing we've gotten away from is, is being personal with a personality. Like MJ saying, don't be a robot, but we don't have to be the, the know-it-all in the room that no one else can match my superior whatever. We can also be that human that we, we, we should speak with in, in a, with humanity in mind, I guess the best way to say it. So one of the things I was concerned about <clears throat> is that all these home workouts were coming up but they're also sending links that people are supposed to send money along with it. And that was my issue because it, it's so much bad form. There's so much misinformation mm-hmm. and, and there's so much garbage. I mean, just straight garbage out there that, you know, I was like, okay, if, if you got your friends and your homies applaud you, you know, by all means, you, you got your kudos, you got your accolades and I'm happy that you're happy getting the attention. But when you start adding dollar signs to it, that's where I had a big issue because people are saying, you know, I trust you with this, and that doesn't bring the fitness industry up. It actually takes it down. And when faith and trust are are abused, we all suffer from it. And, you know, that's when I basically put my foot down and and, am more outspoken. And with people like Stephanie where they were seeing all these results and getting all these gains, and then they put their trust in someone that's going to damage that trust, that faith, and their health. I have a big issue with that. What do you think, Des? You know, it's 
I think you guys are kind of saying the same thing, except you're bringing out the darker underbelly of what's going on. Because as MJ was saying, there are a lot of good free resources out there. You're saying, yeah, you don't, we don't necessarily need to be paying for any of this stuff. Just because, you know, you're feeling good about your home workout doesn't mean you are in a position to start charging anybody. Yes. So the, I think the question, though, the part that we need to get to is out of all this free information out there, how do you know what to, what to pay attention to and which ones not to? And I think that's what we are trying to get down to. And to Bella's question, yes, there is a lot of content out there for functional or, I guess in other words, workouts that don't require equipment that are just going to use your body weight. And there's all of that good stuff out there. Um, and I'm going to throw in another question here. This one is from Jake. He says, what are some of the first steps in doing initial research for home workouts with and without weight? So that brings us back to the question, how do we know who to pay attention to and who not to so we're not hurting ourselves by following their quote-unquote workout regimens or home workouts that they're doing? Well, let me chime in here. So you have to – I – I actually will recommend knowing that person as far as like following them for a little while before you even think about trying one of their workouts. Like a lot of people that follow me know what I'm about. The people that follow me know that I'm a freak of nature and I love intensity and love, you know, crazy hit style workouts, you know, heart rate to the extreme, da da da. But (laughs) nobody's gonna try it because they if they don't feel like they're ready for that, you know? Right. And you have to if someone doesn't explain things to you or kind of go through the motions with you, then you have to realize that they don't know what they're talking about. But if you feel like something isn't right, if you try an exercise that this person has on their page or whatever, and you, it, it doesn't feel right, something doesn't feel right, stop and research it a little bit further. You have to use your gut to pay attention to that stuff because everybody will put all these videos out there, but they could be doing things totally incorrect. But, you know, there's certain things that you can't coach per se, like squat form. There are certain ways that you can squat, but your body wants to move the way that it wants to move. So you can't say, you know, do this with your foot or do that with your, if it's not the way that your body's used to doing things. So you have to combine the two things and kind of pay attention to what feels right and what doesn't. And I think those are really important points to understand when you follow someone, you know, if, if your heart rate is above the max, obviously it's too intense. You know, certain things like that, or if, if you're feeling a pain in your low back, you got to stop. You know, there's yes. things that you have to really pay attention to that, you know, a lot of people don't understand that you should not push past a certain point of your body's telling you no, you know. Well, I, I just think that, you know, people should get out there <clears throat> with the understanding that you're watching a person, and, and especially – when, when you see these videos, because I've seen pe- people refer other people simply because of all the followers they have. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that I've heard because, you know, they're not saying anything about the content. They're saying everything about the individual. You know, they got 
this many followers, so, you know, it must be right. That That's not true. They're saying, you know, I've seen them, and they got this. And I remember the, the MJ, you probably remember the, 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 the team that had been caught with, with a great Photoshop and videographer and photographer. And so they were getting all these likes and followers, but when you saw them in real, in real life, they had to stay covered up. So, you know, there's, there's information and there's misinformation I'm talking about. And like what like MJ is saying, it, it, it's better to know the person and, and get an engagement and an interaction that way than to keep getting out there with, with somebody's hand-me-down when you don't even know anything about the industry in itself. So basically you're, you're getting a half-truth, and then when you try to do it, it becomes a lie, and all of a sudden you're injured, and there's aches and pains that you didn't feel when you were being uh, doing the basics. If you take a step up, it shouldn't be bone or joint pain. It, it should be muscle soreness. And if you're constantly in pain and someone's telling you, well, just do it until it goes away, that's not true. Something is really wrong. And your body should yeah. not hurt in the pain and, 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 uh, and the joints and, and the muscle, I mean, the bone and the, the joints. It should be muscle soreness only because if there's joint pain, then something is really, really wrong. Yeah, followers do not make someone a guru. They don't make someone knowledgeable. They don't make someone the epitome of fitness. It just means that they like what you put out there, and it's most likely just a picture. Marketing. Something else. You know, it, it. You know, I mean, I've seen the most amazing people in the fitness industry have hardly any followers that have the, yes. the best That's knowledge. So true. The best, oh my goodness, you know, so and true. it's because they don't, they don't appeal in that manner, you know, because they're not, they're, they're not about likes and, you know, that's what it's about. It's like, you have to really understand where people have been and where they're going and what their goals are. And you have, like, like I said before, and like Kaylin reinforced is you really have to know that that person, find a couple people that you really like, you jive with, feel like you jive with online and follow them and watch them for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe do one other workout, do another one other somebody else's workout and see what you like. It's all about personal preference because at this point it's about just staying in shape. You know, you are you're we're all in the same situation. Nobody has anywhere to go. There are a few of us that and I'm not one of them. I actually don't have anywhere to go. To, to work out, to lift a, you know, heavy weight, but we're all in the same situation. So at this point, it's about discipline. It's about dedication. It's about just moving, you know, and feeling like you're sane in a really, really crazy time. And so you just got to not beat yourself up about it and just enjoy the process and try to find your happiness in whatever it is and go with it. Follow yep. I mean, there you have it. I mean, all good stuff. And the only thing that I would add is for people that I do um, pay attention to, if I see them with a, uh, a suggested workout, um, a lot of times, and as MJ said, nobody, nobody really knows who they are. They just have a passion. A lot of time they're local. But I love that they give 
adaptations to the exercises that they're doing. So when you're following folks, you know, try to pay attention to the to whether or not they show you the exercise, but then they might be, if you're a beginner, if you're intermediate, if you're advanced, these are the different ways that you can do these particular exercises that they kind of give you guidance on, um, you know, manageable rep ranges. Like, you know, give yourself a range of three to five sets and a range of, you know, 10 to 12 reps depending on what it is you're doing. Um, And a lot of it is functional. It doesn't require weight. And I just find that to be really helpful for individuals who are just trying to figure this out, trying to just stay in step when they don't have their gym or their routine and just try new things. And so if you find folks that put in the time to give you that degree of information, a lot of times they're they're worth paying attention to, or at least I think so. So just a couple more thoughts to uh, keep in mind. No, no, I don't want you to end on that. I don't want you to end on that. Uh, because I'm thinking if, if someone can go back, just go back on, on the MidMath Muscle YouTube videos, and you'll see the form that NJ practiced then. And if you look at her videos that she's doing now, her form has gotten better. And if you want to know if somebody's worth following, see the duration of time. You're talking almost 10 years ago where she was doing that great form, and now it's only improved. And if you think about it, this is a natural athlete that's still going strong and still competing if she so chooses. So that's how you know. If, if you have a splash in the pan and, and, and they come out and they're, you know, they've got a clever marketing scheme and everybody's doing exactly what they're wishing, which is following them, you also have to look at how long have they been at this game. And it's not saying that somebody new doesn't have something that's innovative and great but they've had a foundation going long before you got to know them. And I'm telling you, you can go back on, on MJ for as long as you want and just see how she's practicing the movement, how she's disciplining her body, and that's what makes a difference. And if you can do that, then you have somebody you can follow, and you don't have to hear the marketing. You can just hear the reality of what's going to happen if you want to improve your body. I just wanted to add that, Daz, take it away. All right. Well, I, I can't take it very far because we've only got about 10, <laughs> 10 minutes left. Say 10 what? minutes left. My gosh, this show has gone by so fast. So, guys, I, I hope we have. It always I don't goes know by we, fast together. It always goes by <laughs> so fast. And I don't know if we, we answered all of our questions directly. But hopefully it gave you guys enough to think about and go out there and check it out. So I guess if nothing else, Go look up Melissa Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> There's one. Hey, you and know, I, promise- I will say this. I will say this, that I, I have not put anything out there to try to make money off of anyone. When I work out, I'm real about what I do, and I said, you know what? I yes, worked yeah. out twice in the last two weeks, and I'm okay with it. And now I found my drive again, and I'll put my stuff on my stories on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I don't charge anybody for anything. Because I don't feel like this is a time to capitalize off of anyone. And people are going to hate me for that, but that is what it is. You know, this is not a time to take advantage of people. This is a time where everyone is in the same situation. And you just got to spread the love. You know, I feel like we are all screwed in some sort of way. And there's no way to, it's not fair to do that to someone. So, 
I put my stuff on my stories. If you guys want to follow me, it's at on Instagram. It's at Custom Fit Fitness by MJ. Uh, Custom Fitness by MJ on Instagram. I, my stuff is free. I don't charge anyone. Just enjoy. Uh, it's fun. It's intense. It's crazy. And it's I'm intense. silly at the same time. So uh, I just want to fight in the world you at this point die. because it gets really dim and dark at points, and I'm not about that. So that is all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right. So the Instagram stuff, free. Coaching, not so much, but you can enjoy both. So why don't you go ahead and tell us one more time your website, MJ, that folks can find you if they want to know more about your online coaching business. Absolutely. Coaching is basically a la carte, so I can customize anything for any budget, any person, any walk of life. Uh, And if you want to reach me, you can get on my website at www.customfit by mj.net all right there you have it guys i promised we would repeat it and we did i feel like we got like the last nugget that mj wanted to leave us with so i guess kaylin i guess this is we need to get your last thought on tonight and your snickerdoodle shout out well i actually do the same and I'm, i'm sure you're quite used to it that i know that online training gets a lot better when you have snickerdoodle protein to help you out. <laughs> Woo! So on behalf of MJ, Melissa Johnson, not Michael Jordan, all of the fantastic hey, she's my Michael Jordan. folks that are out there. <laughs> and those of you Shit, who I are, can't uh, compete with Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson. <laughs> I love the I love the uh I've seen your stage routine. Careful though. now woman. <laughs> oh shoot. And on behalf of all of you out there that are uh, drinking Snickerdoodle uh P for P whey protein with your online coaching, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.